0: Well, hey there, quick pause before we dive into today's episode. I've got something special for you. If you're in the AEC industry and your online marketing feels a bit hit or miss, it's time for a change. How about transforming your sporadic efforts into a consistent strategy that actually attracts the right clients? I'm Lindsay Divin, and I'm thrilled to bring back my immensely popular masterclass, Three Effective Strategies to Boost Your AEC Firm's Online Presence. This isn't just another tutorial, it's a clear, simple path to making your firm's expertise the talk of the town, without extra overwhelm. And did I mention it's free to register? Just head over to marketerstakeflight.com forward slash boost, B-O-O-S-T, and save your seat for the next viewing. Stop missing out and start mastering your online presence. Again, that's marketerstakeflight.com forward slash boost, and I'll see you there. Hey there, welcome to the Marketers Take Flight podcast. Well, hey there, marketers. Welcome back to Marketers Take Flight, and thanks so much for joining me here today. Today, we are talking about three items you can start working on the instant you hear an RFP is about to be advertised, because let's be honest, even though we want to have months and months to do our capture planning and pre-positioning, a lot of time a project manager or a principal brings you an RFP that wasn't on your radar. So what do you do when you hear about an RFP that is going to be advertised next week? What can you start doing now to make the proposal production go smooth and still put out a customized, persuasive proposal to give your firm the best shot at winning, especially since you're already working on two or three other pursuits at the same time? Well, I've been there, my friends. A project that we were either tracking or a client we've been meeting with lets us know that the RFP is coming out next week or maybe in a few weeks. We are way behind on our capture planning efforts and have a few other must-win proposal deadlines already on our calendar. But we know we have to submit on this RFP coming out next week, so we must start preparing, even if we can't go through the full capture planning process. Having been through this many times in my past, I found that there are three items or activities or pieces of information that you, as the proposal manager, can start working on the moment you hear about that RFP. And in this episode, I'm going to share those items with you. Real quick question before we get started. Have you shared this podcast with a friend or colleague? And if not, could you please do me a favor, grab the link to this episode or grab a link to the show and share it with a friend that's also on their proposal management journey. My mission is to help is to use my podcast to help as many marketers who are new to AEC proposals as possible. So I'd be grateful if you could help me out with that. All right, so let's dive in. When you hear about an RFP coming, there are three items you can and should start working on the moment you hear about it. First, you don't have the actual RFP yet, but you know it's coming soon, but you can start working on a proposal outline. What? Huh? Lindsay, that doesn't make any sense. Well, let me explain a little bit further. While you don't have the specific RFP yet, so you won't know the specific requirements just yet, But if it's a client that you've worked with in the past and have their previous RFPs on file, you can review those. Client doesn't usually change the RFP requirements or outline dramatically unless there are major changes like the project delivery type. For example, your previous RFPs have been design bid build and now this one you know is coming out is design build. And what happens if it's a client you haven't worked with before? Well, if it's a client that you haven't worked with before, look on their procurement website. Do they have other RFPs that have already been advertised that maybe you can request copies of those to download? Or do you have teaming partners that have worked with them previously um, with that client that you could ask maybe they have previous RFPs on file? The point of this step or this item is to get some intel about how the client structures their RFPs typically and what they typically ask for in those RFPs. Do they typically ask for an SF330 or do they use their own outline? Do they want resumes for the entire team or do they just ask for resumes from key project personnel like the project manager or the lead architect? Do they typically have page limits? Have they asked for references before? So you can kind of see what we're trying to gather. I wouldn't yet start you know, writing or designing your proposal around the previous RFP, but you can review the general sections and the information that the client typically asks for. And then you can use this information to start drafting an initial proposal outline um, that you'll definitely fine tune once you get that RFP. So item number two is to begin identifying your team, both internal and external. You can start by asking who the project manager or the technical lead will be. This might be the person who is telling you about the RFP, but it might not be, depending on how your firm is structured. It might be the project manager for the project or a person who is leading the pursuit and proposal. And sometimes, depending on your firm setup, those might be two different people. Either way, you'll wanna start asking who this person is, who this person will be, and who you should start working with when the RFP comes out. So that's one part of your team. You want to start working with that person to start identifying the rest of your internal team. Sometimes this just starts out by listing out what type of expertise or specialist you need. Other times you can actually start adding names to those roles. This will help you begin to start drafting an organization chart or a teaming matrix that then can start being preliminary, preliminarily approved. And if you can get that far, I would start saying gathering and or reviewing their resumes for you know a couple of reasons. A, to make sure that you have a resume on file for them. And B, to make sure that that resume is not old, like five years old, that it's current and it's up to date. I would wait until a specific RFP to start formatting or designing the resumes, especially if it's with a new client or a new project type or a new new service with an existing client. But you can start gathering the resume information and or updating any outdated resumes, which is probably a task that will help you with your other proposals too. So it won't be like a fruitless effort. Then while you're building your internal team, you should also be identifying what outside expertise you will need and even identifying possible subconsultants by name. If you know the client's typical DBE or MBE requirements, you should also start identifying those firms. I would highly suggest start reaching out to those firms to gauge their interest for your team because your competitors... Are already doing this so you don't want them to lock up any key teaming partners exclusively then once you have your team and your sub consultants you know listed out and that list start going you can then turn to item number three the project scope while you may or may not know the specific scope i'm hoping that your project manager or pursuit lead knows what type of project the RFP will have in it, (laughs) and can make some educated assumptions about what type of projects that are in your firm's profile that you can use to demonstrate your expertise, your previous project experience, etc. And if they don't, that might be a red flag for no-go, but let's assume that they do. They kind of have a a broad understanding of what the project scope is going to be about. Like, is it a new build elementary school? Is it a renovation of an elementary school? Et cetera, et cetera. This information can help you identify not only your internal team, which we already talked about, and start building their resumes. It can also start help you building out your project experience section. Talking about your previous projects also gives you a chance to check to see what you already have on file for those projects that you may use um, in the upcoming proposal, and also identify if you're missing any information such as descriptions, the teaming partners, the dates, references, et cetera. This gives you a little bit more time to start collecting and updating that information. And again, it wouldn't be a fruitless effort anyways because you'll probably use these projects in another proposal. So at this point, I would not get hung up on any design, any layout, or any specific format or finalized outlines, but you can at least start making some lists and completing your initial proposal management plan. So those are the items I would start preparing or start gathering once I hear an RFP is coming. Let me recap those for you. Item number one, start writing a preliminary proposal outline based on previous client's RFPs that were for similar type projects. Item number two, start identifying your team, both internal and external, and review the resumes you have on file for those team members. Item number three, identify the project scope and start gathering previous project experience information that aligns with that scope. Okay. So thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you loved any of these or have any of your own items, you start working on the moment you hear that RFP is coming that you want to share with me, jump on Instagram, Instagram, send me a DM or, or post about it and tag me. I'd love to know some of the proposal tasks you start working on the moment you hear about that unexpected RFP is coming soon. I genuinely would love to hear from you. And also, if you know someone who would enjoy this podcast episode, please grab the link and share it with them. I'd be so grateful. All right, I've got more AEC proposal management goodness coming your way, same time, same place next week. So I'll see you then. Bye for now.